This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. What ideologically is it that separates the left, the reasonable left, from the unreasonable left or the extreme left? What ideas lead to violence? And why are censorship and redefining language both central to leftist extremism? Today, I sit down with Kurt Jaimengal, who explores these questions about political extremism in his documentary, Better Left Unsaid. He's also the host of the podcast, Theories of Everything. People want to be mollycoddled and cosseted. It seems like that's a human instinct. We want someone else to take care of us. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Do you ever feel that the world is just collapsing around you? If not, then you're going to have to be called a leftist. That's the only way that you can't see what's happening is because your environment has been dictated to you to a point where you're absolutely controlled by this world. Today on the podcast, and this is a big one, I'm going to present you multiple clips from the Epic Times TV interview of an individual that if you don't know who he is, you need to know who he is and the impact he is making on this world. His name is Kurt Jamongo, and this individual is very knowledgeable with what's going on and how we must see the world and see the people around us. What is the radical left? He's going to explain that to us. These radical people, why are they like they are? What has caused this radical left world that has grown to an extent in the corporate world and in society as a whole? To have a true society of peace and tranquility between individuals, then equality and values must be equal. That's to have a perfect society. Values must be equal with the population. And what's happening is the values are being split, not only in this country, but in the world. Individual responsibility is where these values are installed. That's the big separation. Taking responsibility for your actions and not blaming someone else. In a court of law, there's this thing called legal precedence. And what they do is they go back in time and they use examples of other examples or other court cases and use that as a legal precedence to make a determination on 
a decision that needs to be made today. However, legal precedents can work both ways, both good and bad. The Western Foundation that we know, the country that we grew up in that we know, is being destroyed. And Kurt is going to explain in detail how that is happening. It's not happening through this massive change. It's happening through little pieces, little steps to take our liberties away. Last but not least, ask yourself this question. How many people say this to themselves? The problem is not me. There's a huge majority of citizens in this world that say they are not the problem. They're not taking self-responsibility. Therefore, they're not the problem. So the problem is not me. You're not going to want to miss this show today. So we're going to start off with how Kurt describes the extreme left. The radical left, how these people think, what is their mindset, and then we're going to carry on from there into values and understand why these people no longer have these values. Take a great listen to this clip. Kurt Jaimengal, such a pleasure to have you on American Thought Leaders. I'm extremely glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Kurt, I've had such a, such a good time watching your film, Better Left Unsaid. I mean, I, I'm always on the hunt for good material to help explain, uh, let's call it, you know, critical social justice ideology, kind of movement that we're seeing through a lot of the institutions in America and beyond today, um, and kind of, and done in a kind of thoughtful and nonpartisan manner. I think you've kind of checked all the boxes here. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's some a film that I think I would recommend to absolutely anybody who wants to understand this whole phenomenon and the, the current social moment. Let's start here, though. Um, tell me briefly, you know, what, what is this film? What is the conception of this film in your mind? It seems clear that there's a political left. It seems clear there's a political right. Then it also seems clear, or at least intuitively clear to most people, that there's extremism. We've explored extremist right movements ad nauseum in the media. It seems like that's all you can read about on Twitter and the major media institutions. Okay, but what about extremism on the left? Does it exist? My question is, well, what is it? Some people would say it's when the left commits violence. However, something leads to that violence. Ideas lead to violence. So which ideas? What ideologically, as much as I don't like to use that word, what ideologically is it that makes that separates the left, the reasonable left, which I say exists, from the unreasonable left or the extreme left. So Kurt is starting to form this ideology for us and getting us set in our chair to absorb this information. What is so neat about what I do is I get to research and bring the truth to you so you don't have to do it. You just have to listen to the podcast. Knowledge is powerful. The more knowledge that we have about the environment that's happening around us, the better we can respond. 
the better we can understand what we actually can do to change it. The radical left is simple. They don't think. They don't use individual mindset to think on their own. They're a bunch of robots that are being guided by the globalists to do what they do. So you have extreme left and radical left. Radical left is another concept that we're using. Listen to what Kurt actually says about the radical left. What does what happened in China and Cambodia and these other places have to do with what's happening on campus? Kissing, that's a tough question, man. <laughs> it seems like the through line is class guilt. It seems like that's pretty much it, that we can evaluate you not as you, but as your membership. And you've heard this plenty and plenty. It's a refrain now. Your membership of a class. Sorry, you're a member of a class, so class membership. And then whatever I evaluate the class as, I evaluate you as. There are plenty of philosophical justifications for this, like Marxism. There's a bit of Hegel in there, so Marx took from Hegel. And not that Hegel is, is wrong wholesale, but... I'm just saying there's plenty of Hegel, there's plenty of Freud, there's plenty of postmodernism, as you've heard. So there's plenty of philosophical justifications for why they're able to, when I say they, let's give a name to this. I'll give a name. I'll say the radical left, and I don't want to denigrate. I think that's a large part of our problem is that we tend to denigrate one of the sides, especially the side that is not us, especially if we see ourselves as part of a side, which I also think is an issue. But many of them self-identify as radical left and hey they're big on self-identification so it doesn't seem like a huge deal to call it the radical left you see the extreme left uses violence and they're acting out their lack of individualism they're in a group and this group is actually physically doing something that's extreme leftists but then you have the radical left the radical left is taking us and put us in groups just like the Marxists and the socialists throughout this world has always done. So understanding the difference between those, the reason these people exist is because they do not have a foundation or values within themselves to not do what they're doing. They're blowing in the wind and the extreme left and the radical left can bring these people in easily because their values are not set in a true society of loving each other values listen to Kurt as he talks about these values that the people do not have so, you know, very briefly, can you chart me through uh, your kind of progression of the film or the vision for it? Sure. I'll do so linearly. So in the beginning, what I explore, it's actually chronological. What the heck is going on? Part in my mind was, how can I explain these abstract ideas, such as postmodernism, Marxism, psychoanalysis I didn't explore explicitly, but that's underneath. How can I explain these ideas to someone like my mom who has no university training, no, no idea about any of this? What's happened in the past 10 years or so seems to have only increased. Now, what is it? Well, one is 
we've seen that there's been a redefinition of terminology. So racism is redefined to mean old racism plus power. And it's not as if this switch has been made explicit. So many of the people from my mother's generation, they would hear that, oh, society's racist and people in the university believe that. I guess it must be true. Those are brilliant people. But my mom doesn't know that they're operating on a different definition. There are other redefinitions. We go through a plethora in the film itself. Then we go through, well, what's happened historically? So it takes a turn back. Then is there a connection between what's happened historically as to what's happening now in modern times? And then the question is, well, where may it lead? And then the question which I'm extremely interested in is, well, what led us here? And that gets into the problem or the solution of values. The lack of values within a person, real values, true self values that are inside of you that loves your neighbor, loves your family, loves your country, are being deteriorated. That's why we're here. Many people want to have many discussions about why this, why that, communism, and and likefully so, I do too. But I'm learning every day more and more about why are we actually in this situation. The reason is because the values and what people believe are being shredded and separated into groups. So you have a tremendous group over here that has these tendencies of violence. To them, it's okay. It's a value that's instilled in them, and they believe that they're doing right. And then you have the other side of the coin of people that believe in love and respect for each other, freedom of speech, ability to live your lives, small government, values that have been around in the United States for hundreds of years. The people on the left don't like that anymore. Therefore, their values are, are tearing the country apart. And the media is supporting all of this. Individual responsibility. I was raised and taught that you make your life. You can go as far as you want to go, be whatever you want to do, but you have to have the responsibility within you that your actions is caused by what you do, good or bad or indifferent. That's individual responsibility. So if you do something wrong, you, le you admit it. You change your values. You readjust your mindset and say, that was wrong. Therefore, I've got to correct myself. I'm responsible. So Kurt is going to talk to us about this individually responsibility that each one of us has to have to understand that we have to look inward first if we're going to have a peaceful society. Well, and so, so I guess I have to ask, <laughs> what led us here? This is a tough question. It, people want to be mollycoddled and cosseted. It seems like that's a human instinct. We want someone else to take care of us. And it seems like what's happening is that the radical left, and I'm using that like we mentioned, I'm putting that in quotations. The radical left ideas are justifications, socially acceptable justifications. They're like tools that can be used 
to make the problem, whatever the problem is, not theirs. So it removes personal culpability for personal culpability for, let's say, not being as grateful as one could be, or the travails in one's personal life or travails in society and not taking that on and saying, it's my issue, I'm to blame, and instead blaming someone else. So I would say that this has a large factor of wanting to blame someone else rather than blaming oneself. And it's actually extremely, extremely, extremely difficult to blame oneself. No, fascinating. So you're um, making this connection between, I guess, the appeal of uh, group identity. There's many studies that demonstrate this. Imagine if and there was a Just for Laughs show about this, where if you have a homeless person just sitting on the, you dress someone up as a homeless person and have a $20 bill hanging off of their shoe, people who are single, that is a single set of a person, just one person who walks by, they don't tend to take the $20, but if you're in a group, they'll tend to take it. And the reason is that the responsibility is then dispersed. So it seems, so it's like, so individual liability leads to more moral action. I don't know if that's always the case. It seems like it's majorly the case. Individually responsible leads to moral action. Because if I do something, I'm going to expect some kind of circumstance because of what I did. If you're in a group and the group decides to do X and something happens, I'm not to blame for it because the group and the group leaders said this is how it is. So I have no connection with the values of what the group is. I'm just in the group. And this is a very important way of understanding what's happening. The colleges specifically are taking these people and coddling them holding their hands, telling them how great they are. And then when they're out in the world, they have no ability to handle what's happening because they're controlled. And they say, that's not my problem. I'm not going to deal with that. This is what Kurt is talking about. This is the truth. There's so many people in this country that have no responsibility. They want to put Every problem, every situation that they run into as someone else's problem. The government did this to me. My friends did this to me. The mayor of my city did this to me. And that's where the separation is involved. When you have individual freedom, which is the Constitution tells us that we have the ability to determine our lives. And when it does not come out like it should, it's our fault. We get knocked down, but we stand back up and we go out there and we get back on the horse again and learn from our lessons. These groups could care about learning from any kind of lesson. They just go whatever direction like zombies to do whatever they want them to do, including college professors, including education teachers in now K through 12. They don't think on their own. They're just following orders like a soldier in a war. So the Western Foundation 
came about because of the massive tyranny that has been around in the world for centuries. And the Western world separated itself from all these other ethnic groups throughout the planet. But that separation was done in a moral understanding. Bring people in. Let's live good. Let's live towards each other. And that's how the Western culture was developed. But that foundation is being destroyed. And Kurt is going to explain to us exactly what's going on. Um, you also identify four axioms of the West. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I would say the four salutary axioms of the West. That's the West in its best, because obviously the West is complex. One of the axioms is, and just for people who aren't familiar with math terminology, axioms just means it's, a, it's akin to an assumption. So one of the assumptions, and they have to be assumptions because they're unjustified. One of them is that everyone has a fragment of divinity. So that is that everyone is sacred. Then number two, hell is brought about via conscious lies. So you bring about suffering by vitiating the truth. Then number three is that you're a free agent, you're responsible for your choices. See, this is in contrast to the extreme left. Often you'll hear them say there is no free will, which is a philosophical, it's actually an intractable, not intractable, but it's not a solved problem. And you're not responsible for your actions because you're a member of a class, and then that class is what we, we evaluate the class and not the individual member of it. Okay, then number four is freedom of speech. And obviously, obviously the extreme left is not, at least right now, interested in freedom of speech. That's the main issue. So those are the four axioms. Again, that's everyone is sacred. Every single person, every single person is sacred. The number two is that hell is brought about via conscious lies. Now, why the heck am I putting that in there? It's because, well, for one, that to me, you ask me where, what is the source of this? I think plenty of the source of this has to do with our lies, that we tell lies. And if you minimize the amount of lies you tell, you try, you say, I'm not going to tell a lie. Go one week without telling a single lie. Firstly, it's impossible. But minimize it. And you'll see your conscience is like, it's muddled every single time you tell a lie. It's almost like this radar that you use to navigate the world. And then you disorient it, you discalibrate it. And it's used to orient you, and it's then used to orient society. So the more you lie, the more you corrupt that. And the less you lie, the more you tell the truth, the more you refine that, the more you clarify that. The extreme left with postmodernism doesn't even believe in truth or lies. Now that's, an ex like, that's not entirely true. It's true in postmodernism. It's not true in the radical left. And the reason is that the radical left is more postmodern inspired. If they were true postmodernists, they wouldn't be radical leftists because postmodernists don't have a particular political philosophy truly if one was a postmodernist. So they're not true postmodernists. Then number three, you're a free agent responsible for your choices. Number four, freedom of speech. How many of us growing up as kids never told a lie? Yeah, right. Never, ever told a lie. Of course you did. Because you didn't want to take the responsibility of the circumstances of what you did. So you lied about it. This is what he's talking about. My mom, my grandmother, my parents taught me that lying is very, very bad. And the reason it's bad is because once you start lying, you continue to lie. Once you don't get corrected, 
You continue to do it. And then it becomes the truth to you. It becomes natural for you to lie. The radical left is doing this because they believe they're not lying. They believe what they're taught and what they need to say. It's like a script. It's like going out and protesting and having a piece of paper and just reading the words. Don't care what the word says. You just read it or you just scream it. You don't even have to believe it. And it may be a lie, but it doesn't matter because you're part of that group. And if the group believes in it, then it's the truth. Great example. Great example of individual responsibility. Precedence. The way it works in the law system is if it happened before and a judgment was made, then they're going to use that to continue the precedence. This is what is happening. You go back to the civil rights days and they pass laws to do X. The best phrase is this. If you give a person or a group an inch and they win, they will go a mile. You give them a mile, they'll go all the way across the globe in no time. And this is what he's talking about when it comes to precedence. Taking a lie, making it the truth, it becomes precedence, and then they build on that precedence. Listen to this from Kurt. Then you see it encroaching in the culture and increasing. It's more than just annoying. It seems to be affecting law. I think I just read YouTube is going to ban anti-vaccination articles or anti-vaccination videos. What? Uh, now it sounds like that has nothing to do with the radical left. Well... As soon as you allow for something so in one instance to happen, then the generalization of it can happen. So as soon as you allow, for example, the as soon as you allow Google to say, well, we're going to ban racist content and anything that's racist, racist adjacent, well, then you've allowed them to ban and that you've set precedence. This is what it means to set precedence. And now it's not as if they go backward. It's not as if they say, well, OK, we had to do that temporarily. And now we're going to allow for more liberties. As far as I can tell, historically, even with the Patriot Act, it's not as if the it's not as if the government has stopped tapping our phones, and we're no longer at war with Saddam, or we're not we're not under threat from. Well, they one can always make that case. See, one can always make the case that we're under a racial war from the whites, or a racial war from the blacks, or whatever it may be. One can always make that case. Then one always has a reason for for the disabusing of these rights. Now, whether or not it's a right to publish on YouTube, I mean, that's another question. But either way, we're seeing this extension, like you're no longer allowed to talk about being anti-vax. You're no longer allowed to put positions forward. Well, what about Geert Vanderbosch, I believe his name is, who has an exclusive virologist or was a vaccine developer or is at least heavily tied to that. And he's no longer allowed to put out YouTube videos and. I, if I want to have a debate on my channel between someone who's a pro-vaccine person and an anti-vaccine person, I can't have that because that's that'll be seen as being anti-vax. I mean, it could be globally dangerous in the sense that who knows if what we're doing with vaccinations is nourishing for all of society. I don't know. I'm not making a case either way. I'm saying that it's it would be great to be able to investigate this, and YouTube is a huge platform, but we're not allowed to. Why? Because precedent has been set from these other issues like the issues of the quote-unquote radical left, which seems like it's just a, just an offshoot of some obscure philosophies that are 
relegated to the ivory tower, but it's not just that. So we all know that when you're a child and your parents let you get away with this little small thing, then you go to the next level. You challenge your parents and then you keep going. And then it gets worse and worse. And then by the time that person is a teenager, and we've all seen this, because you can compare children that were raised by great values, great parents with great values, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, correcting their children as they go and become adults, these people go into life and have successful lives. But those that don't do this with their children, by the time they become adults, they think that they can do whatever they want. The law and the values are no longer pertaining to them. This is where we're at. A large majority of the people in this country do not believe the law applies to them. The utopia that they're trying to create has never existed. It never will exist. The reason it will never exist is because these people will not take responsibility for what they're doing or what they're going to do. And on the flip side, the government and the people are not holding these people accountable. And therefore, you have all the fuel you need to destroy a country when you have people that don't care about the law and you have people that will not support the law. This is where we're at. Again, the problem is not me. This is what they're telling us. It's something else. It's the system. It's the government. It's the police. Whatever it is, whatever happens to them is not caused by their action. It's always caused by something else or some other organization. And that's who they attack. The problem is not me. Listen to Kurt. I've found that since the documentary's been published, I've become much less certain about almost all my beliefs. I just see this, I see the political landscape is so vastly complicated, man. People think math is, or physics is complicated. Like, oh my gosh, man. As soon as I put forward any political position in my own head, I can just see three counters to that. And then I put up a counter to one of those counters and I see three counters, three. And I still haven't come to many conclusions. You see people who are first-year students who, are, who have far more conviction than myself. And I don't, know, I don't know how they do it other than the conviction comes from their professors. And they want to mimic that strength because they lack it. And because we like to be mollycoddled. And it gives them a reason that the problem isn't themselves. The education system gives them this reason that it's not themselves they're actually teaching them this that their whole environment everything that they live around in is being caused by something else and they don't have the ability to deal with it so these groups are popping up to attack everything that's happening because they have no individual responsibility so they're attacking the very way of life that Americans have lived for centuries. Just so they can say, it's not me. So they're, 
being brought in. They need to be led. This is a natural human thing that you got to have in you to be part of something greater than yourself. But what if that greater than yourself is wrong? What if the values of the greater in yourself is not conduit with a peaceful society? If you don't know that, which is they're not teaching them in college, that an individual really means something as an individual. You as a person mean something. And you need to understand that. And so when you make a decision to do X, Y, Z, you take the responsibility. That's the only way you can grow to get better, to be a better citizen in a society. This is communism at its best. Programming the population to have a few people, elites in a country, control everyone and tell them, what is good, bad, and indifferent in their lives. And they accept that because that's how they're programmed. Continue to listen to the podcast. I thank you for sharing it. I hope you got the same impact out of this interview with Kurt as I did. I learned some things at a deeper level in understanding how these people think and why we are in this situation. We've got to act locally, if not anything else. If we run into these leftists, these radical people, we have got to take them out of that position and put them away in their groups and give them zero power to control our citizens in this country. And just maybe they'll realize that they're more important as an individual with freedoms and rights towards those freedoms than they ever were inside of a group. Share the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. This is The Gunny out.